Blog Talk Radio. morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, your host, and we thank you for your support and participation. Hope for Today is an outreach program of Yield to the King Ministry, and our hope and prayer for our listening audience all over the world is that you hear something that is encouraging, life-altering, or prompting you to study the Word of God. We welcome your comments anytime, and you can reach us through our website at yieldtothekingministry.org. Well, welcome to today's episode entitled Reflections, Living in the Moment. And I realized that I did a podcast episode on June 28th of this year entitled Living in the Moment, but I added the word reflection for today, which puts a different twist and, and focus on our conversation. So with that, I'm going to read the promotional material to lay the foundation, and then we're going to get started, and I'm going to introduce our special guest with us in the studio for today. Our destiny is not to remain here on earth forever. Tomorrow is not promised, and nobody knows for sure what today will bring. Idle time is fleeting, but when we pause to reflect, it's long-lasting. How can we live in the moment free of cares and worries of this world? For starters, we can yearn for and seek time to reflect on God's mercies that are new every morning. Matthew 6.34 in the New American Standard Bible says, So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. And each day has enough trouble of its own. So be encouraged, beloved. God wants us to be still and know him. Reflections, living in the moment. Well, I have a special guest in the studio with me today, Mrs. Zenobia Bailey. I'll tell you a little bit about her, but I'm going to let her tell us more about herself. So she's a wife, a mother, a grandmother, a sister, a daughter-in-law, an entrepreneur, a professor, and much more. Those are all the titles that she wears, all the hats that she wears. But Zenobia, I'll let you tell our listening audience what you want them to know about yourself. Well, as I heard you go through that list, <laughs> the, one, the one thing that I'd like to uh, banner it all with is servant. I am a servant. Mm. I have committed myself to being a servant uh, to God first, to my husband, to my children, and to everyone, even in the classroom. Now, uh, I have retired from the classroom proper in terms of university teaching, I may, I'm still Mm -hmm. open to uh, maybe not a classroom per se, but I am open uh, and investigating making myself available to students in primary grades uh, when it comes to 
uh, helping them with English and um, the language arts, literature, uh, but that's still to be uh, decided. But I, I even introduce myself to my students in the college classroom, the high school classroom, the uh, women's Bible study, wherever, as a servant. And so that's the only thing that I would add is servant. Mm. That's that's beautiful, and yes, you are a servant. As much as uh, I know about you, uh, that should have been the top of my list, and this is what I want to say in addition to what you've just said. A person who is a servant leader knows how to follow, and that is something that I have witnessed in your life. And also a teacher or someone who disseminates information, education also has a teachable heart and that's another thing that I know about you that you are a servant leader you know how to follow and you have a teachable heart so I thank you and I just want the the listening audience to know that your your name is Zenobia Bailey but I call you Z you gave me permission to call you Z so if they hear me shortening your name that's with permission. I just want to lay that ground, <laughs> that ground yes. rule that you gave me permission to call you Z. Yes. You so let me, me ask you this. And so can they. <laughs> I was just saying <laughs> okay. that you can call me anything, and so can they. I will answer. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to start out by saying when I invited you, you're not new to podcasting. In fact, let me just let our listening audience know that you were the one that introduced me to uh, podcasting and also to Block Talk Radio, and you named Yield to the King Ministries uh, podcast Hope for Today. So that's a, that's one of our many connections. I just want to say that and share that because I hold that very near and dear to my heart. But this is a question I have for you. When I invited you to to be a studio guest and gave you the title of the episode today, what was your reaction? What came to your mind when you read Reflections, Living in the Moment? Well, you and I haven't had a chance to talk since then, but the first thing that came to my mind is that I was thinking of something similar for my podcast. Uh, really? I smiled. <laughs> yes, similar, not not quite the same, but certainly yes. it was to, uh, um, and I had the vision that maybe a few of us friends could just talk about things that had concerned us uh, this past year uh, and just mm-hmm. have a, a time of chatting, a virtual chat, similar to those that we have when we are in person. And I said, well, Lord, you answered this, right, with with this. This is what exactly, not exactly, but the type of thing that I was thinking about. And so I just had to smile. I thought, wow. Wow. (laughs) Yes, wow. How how cool is that? Yes, yes. Well, that is just a. It wasn't wasn't, um, with the tag of in the moment, but it was reflections. Yes. So that's Mm -hmm. what came to my mind is that. Lord, you ah. were orchestrated this. Isn't that he something? did. Yes, it is. Yes, and he did. And and I find that a lot of times at the end of the year, you know, the 
uh, many of us go through a time where we kind of look back and then look forward. But a lot of most of the time, the emphasis is on looking forward, you know, future planning and uh, this whole concept about not living in the moment, but living for tomorrow. So, yeah, so it came to me. Mm -hmm. That's true, but the thing is we were both thinking of it in terms of our podcast. Yes. That's the thing that caught me, you know, I just thought it touched my heart. Mm -hmm. And our circle, the same circle of friends. Possibly. Thinking about how we do get together, how we get together in person, and then this would have been maybe a virtual um, opportunity. But, yeah, okay, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Well, you you (laughs) kind of touched on uh, what I want us to think about, both of us, but mainly I want uh, our audience, listening audience, to hear from you. So are there a couple of events that impacted you this, this past year? Yes, there are. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, there are more than a couple of events, and uh, I guess I've been uh, uh, kind of trying to decide which one or two or however many to talk about. But the, the most immediate that came, that comes to my mind, and the most immediate that occurred is the fact that I live on the opposite side of the country than most of my family. And normally when I I have two granddaughters, no grandsons, Uh two granddaughters, and they have never been to Washington in the 10 years that I've lived here to visit. Um, Mm. First of all, they just, just turned three. And the other one uh-huh. is soon to be fixed. And, uh, you know, with the different illnesses that kids have and um, and then COVID came and it was just so prohibitive. However, Erwin, uh-huh. my husband and I, we would travel to see them. But for them to have been able to come here for this past Thanksgiving was the delight of our hearts. And it, it it was just a different aura about the visit, you know, being here mm. versus being in their home. First of all, they were so thrilled to be able to come to, Ma, to Nana and Pop Pop's home. They wanted it oh. as though they wanted candy. They had been living for that. So we opened the door, oh. and there they are. And they rush mm. in, and our shelving has um, some of the family pictures on it. So the oldest one went straight to the shelving after hugs and kisses, and she said, I just knew it. And I thought, what is she talking about? I just <laughs> knew that there would be a picture of the wedding. She was talking her mom and dad's oh, wedding. My. And oh, my. And looking for it. <laughs> Oh my! Uh, so I know. So that was one one um, one thing, and and I want to share it. I shared the my heart felt joy about it. But in surrounding all of that is the fact that COVID had uh, paused enough. They had gotten their vaccinations, where their parents felt 
facing off, they wore their masks and all of that. So even with COVID still upon us, mm-hmm. here they are. Now, mind you, mm. we had made reservations to go and be with them for Thanksgiving. But our son okay. contacted us and said that they wanted to come. So we put those reservations in in archive. We archived those used later. Okay. And and then they came, and it was so precious. So I just oh, I'm so my. grateful to the Lord for allowing all of that to happen. We had not seen them in a in a good year, if not more. I can't mm-hmm. remember uh, for sure, but. It was just the, the delight situation where they can stop by for Sunday dinner. We can meet somewhere for lunch or play in the park. And so here we were. We packed it all in. We just packed it all wow. in. Wow. And, and it was a joy. What a blessing. So now, what a blessing. You, you, you speak fondly of your uh, grandchildren, your granddaughters, and I've seen pictures of them and uh, – well, I remember when you told me that they were coming out to visit you and your husband, I just said, wow, what a blessing. And so to hear the joy uh, in your voice and just that reflection of how much that meant for you in the moment, right? <laughs> it's yeah, just in the moment, perfect. And, and I, I had no idea that it would hit me as it did. Of course, being a grandma, you're going to be glad to see your grandchildren. But it mm-hmm. was... I, I can't even describe it. I think I was much like the children who just yearned to be in my home, and 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 I think I I think I was just like them. It was it was like a dream of, of that I can't even describe. That here they oh. really are. They did, they didn't want to leave. Um, oh, it was just so precious, you know. Hmm. So precious, and so precious to see their connectivity. They love their uh-huh. family, um, all of their family, and hmm. um, I think that that was the missing link because they get to see, although the other side of the family um, isn't in their city, they are about two or three hours away. So they get to see them uh-huh. more regularly, both with them driving to them and they driving back to to them. Um, okay. So I I, um, I just found it a great joy. Now, a second occurrence that um, comes to my mind is my mom. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. you know, Naja, that my mother has advanced Alzheimer's. Um, yes. And, and she lives 3, 000, almost 3,000 miles away. So that's been very difficult. I Zoom with mm-hmm. her. I've been Zooming for, with her since COVID, um, but that is not as um, fluid as it has been as her Alzheimer's advances, um, whether okay. it's because of her um, her presence or because she's napping, she's requiring, and I'm asking, I actually asked the doctor if she would benefit for, from more rest and sleep, and he said yes. And so... Okay. This um, great facility that I found for her, they have made that happen. Um, and mm. But the difficulty is in the fact that just like I can't see my grandchildren, the difficulty is in the fact that I can't see my mom. 
um, as mm-hmm. I would like to. I would love to see her every day if I could. And if I couldn't do that, I the minimum amount would be um, every week and preferably every other day. So that's been difficult. And it's just been difficult to watch anyone who knows, and I know you know, of Alzheimer's, it's difficult to watch them be in their bodies, but they're not there. You know, she's, I don't want to make it sound as though she's never there because that's not true. Although I know that maybe even some of our listeners have a situation where that might be true. Uh, I just encourage them to just treat it as it is. You know, you, once I decided uh-huh. that I was just going to go with the flow, it made things so much easier. So if my mom says something like, I'm getting ready to go home, I'll say, oh, that's nice. I hope you have a good trip. Whereas before, uh-huh. I would have said, you're already home. Mom, you're home. This is your home. I don't have that. I don't have that fight with her anymore. You know, I mean, it's not a fight, uh-huh. but contradicting. And um, just going, uh-huh. learning, I learned to just go with the flow, and yet mm-hmm. it's still hard. It's hard to watch them just fade away. And because she yeah. is in a facility, I've gotten to know other families and their loved ones, and just to not to have known them before, but to see them now. And you know that it used they used to be a uh, a vibrant, you know, some of the pictures that are on their walls, and etc., you can see their lives were vibrant, and to see that mm-hmm. just sort of fade away, the, the, the cloudiness in the brain, you know, um, that the brain has lost its elasticity and the cellular makeup, and what can they do? They can't control that, you know, but God right. knows, and he gives more grace. And that's my hmm. big word, grace. Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. gives more grace. No matter what the situation is, over my lifetime, over my entire lifetime, particularly once I came to know Christ, I can look back and I see, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. for the grace of God, I see the the grace of God sustaining me, the grace of God empowering me, the grace Amen. of God just covering me. And and it is so delightful. It is so, mm. oh, rejuvenating even. You know, when I, yes. and even when I might begin to falter in my faith, when I think of the grace of God, it lifts me. Mm. And mm. Um, it resets me. Mm-hmm. to go forward. Mm-hmm. It's been a mm-hmm. not only the physical care of my mom, but I've had the financial care, not so much providing her finances, but overseeing her finances and making sure that things are in order, that she has what she needs. I I order her everything. I you know, there's no even no need to start naming what I order because I order everything. And um, mm-hmm. it requires a lot. You know, there's no way I could do that in and of myself. And then, you know, my, my, I lost two siblings. 
We were five, yes. and now we're three. And mm-hmm. I had for three years, three straight years, in addition to all that I'm speaking about concerning mom, I had the fiduciary responsibilities, the the executor responsibilities of my brother's estate. And that was very complicated, and um, I wish I didn't have to. I wish I hadn't needed an attorney because the attorney aspect really entangled things, but I needed them because it was a complicated estate, and uh-huh. um, there was no room for error, although I won't say errors were made, but other I don't even know how to word it except to say that things were done that should not have been done on the financial end. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm leaving that to God too. You know, I just, I'm leaving what I cannot control, I give to God. And mm-hmm. I had to learn that over the years. I, that was not natural for me because I am a doer and I am a fixer and I'll go to all that Erwin is one. Okay, they charge you $5 more than what they should have charged you. Let it go. Not me. I'm going to go get my $5. <laughs> right. I've to, but I've learned to release that $5. And if you want more, I might even give you another dollar. That's how that's how mm-hmm. far I've come. And um, mm. because in the end, God will God will balance the scales. Now, I'm not saying I don't yes. go after what I need to go after, but I... I've learned to have a lot more wisdom about that. <clears throat> and yes. uh, so I look at, that brings me with what I've just said about my my siblings, that brings me to um, one of my favorite scriptures. And, I, and, and I'm just talking. Is this okay? Because, I mean, I don't want to just take over here. <laughs> Share. Tell us what you have to say. <laughs> okay, okay. Because I, I just realized you're just going on and on with Obia. Okay, one of my favorite scriptures is, um, "I cast all my cares upon Him." I mean, mm-hmm. I know from 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 First Peter. I the scripture doesn't go quite like that, um, but it's from First Peter. And I know I've been in many binds, and uh, that scripture has just taken care of me. Cast all Mm. your anxiety or your cares on him because he cares for you. And Mm -hmm. I would wrap myself Mm -hmm. in that verse. I mean, really wrap myself to the point that I might be driving, I might be sitting, I might be standing, and here we go. I cast mm. all my cares upon you. I lay all of my burdens down at your feet. And any time I don't know what do I just cast all my cares upon you and then you know I just Jesus Jesus let me cast 
all my cares upon you. And I just sing to him. I sing to him, and it lifts my soul. It lifts my heart. It re-energizes me. And you just go on. I mean, how do we go on? We go on by the power and strength of Jesus. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. First Peter 5 and 7. I love that passage. Absolutely love that passage. Ah, beautiful. I didn't know you could sing. <laughs> You've been holding out. <laughs> beautiful. Well, have well, Listen, that, you know me, I've been coughing. I've been coughing with these allergies. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You know, look at that. I got through that without coughing. Think about that. You yes, know, you did. You should. Yes. You certainly did. Yes, and our listening audience probably is aware if they listen to world news and how our air quality has just literally just gone to pits uh, within this past uh, the, during the summer months and. And with all the smoke and and whatever else in the, is in the air, it caused a lot of respiratory issues for people. So you haven't coughed. Praise God, you have not coughed. Yes. Praise yes. God. Praise there God. were days I would not have been able to sing that. So I'm just so grateful. Well, um, thank and the, you. And the quality of the air, you're so right, it's changed so much because when we first moved here, for the first four, uh-huh. maybe even five or six years, I was, Erwin and I were just so delighted. We were considering retiring here, but I can't retire mm-hmm. here. First of all, we can't afford it anymore. And, um, right, right. and the quality of the air, it's just, it has worked havoc on my respiratory system. Erwin so, mm-hmm. is okay mm-hmm. for now, because um, mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't affect everybody the same, but me per- personally, there's no way that I could get through a permanent live here. Yes, 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 yes. Well, you certainly shared some uh, some very uh, wonderful uh, episodes or events that have impacted you in this past year. Uh, I am so pleased that your family uh, was able to come out and visit you after uh, 10 years or so, and the grandgirls, the granddaughters came out. And then you just gave me an update on your mom, which I appreciate. You know, we talk periodically, but I hadn't heard or uh, received an update. So uh, she's always in my prayers. She remains in my prayers, as do you and your, the rest of your family. So I have a couple of – oh, you're, you're welcome. I have a couple of uh, episodes uh, or events that, that impacted, my, my, uh, impacted me. Uh, this past year, and I would say that one is looking back and then one is looking forward. So the one that probably was the greatest impact was the death of my mother's oldest sister, my dear Aunt Annabelle. She lived to be 100 years old, sound mind and abled body. Boy, I tell you, she tracked like nobody's business. I could have a conversation with her months later, bring up the same topic, and she would have remembered almost verbatim what we talked about. She was just a delight. Uh, She was uh, uh, born in 1921, and she passed in um, 2022. She would have been 101 on July 15th, but she passed on April 12th. So all that to say, she had uh, 
the, the joy of being able to experience her sister's children, which would have been my sister's and then our cousin's uh, in her latter years. I mean, she's always been a part of our lives. And my oldest sister said that she remembers that Annabelle was at the hospital when my mom had her. She had heard about the story, but then and Annabelle's been a part of all of our lives. So she saw all of her nieces and nephews born, and then she kept up with the great nieces and the grand nieces and nephews. But um, she was just a delight. And she kept asking, she always asked this question, I don't know why the good Lord still has me here. That's what she would say. And wow. we would say, it, 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 well, either your work is not done or it's not for you, it's for somebody else. So it was a huge impact for our entire family because she was like the, the matriarch. And then there's one last sibling. It's the youngest sister and the last sibling of that of, of my mom's family who's still living. And she just turned 93, and she resides in Omaha, Nebraska. So uh, we had two family reunions of sorts. One when Aunt Annabelle turned 100 years old, which would have been July 15th of 2021, and then they all came out from Omaha, Nebraska, uh, Denver, and places where they have migrated to. Uh, they came out for her memorial service. So we've had a couple of family reunions, all because of Aunt Annabelle. So <laughs> we say she still speaks, and then we we reminisce. We reminisce that you know yeah. uh, we're yeah. that that she you, you know it's it's a sore. I mean, she's sorely missed, and it's a huge absence. I tell you, if she if she was still living today, she'd be 101. She'd be talking about going on a cruise or going back to Israel or uh, me taking her back to Omaha so she could see her baby sister. I mean, she was like a road dog, okay? She was ready to go and always, in her mind, able to meet the challenge. That's who she was. And that's what uh, that that I mean. She's just she's just missed. So that that's one. That's a that's a uh, just a fond reflection. Uh, and then in looking forward, uh, I am facing some health issues. I won't broadcast my my personal business completely, but I've got some health issues that offer uh, uh, some unknown territory for me. And I've not walked around in my years that I've been here knowing everything, but this is an unknown area for me that I am going to walk through with delight knowing that God is with me. So I have learned to appreciate probably more recently being able to be in the moment uh, you mentioned early on when you introduced yourself to our listening audience that you are a doer. I think I'm a doer also, and I, I and I'm challenged with just being. Sometimes it seems like yeah. I'm always in preparation for something, either some sort of delivery of services, delivery of Bible study, delivery of whatever, and I am learning to just be. And I like yeah. to tack on to that sitting at the feet of Jesus and just taking it all in. And so that's my reflection and Annabelle and her 100 years and what she represented to our family and who she was. And then my in the moment is just walking through this new journey with a health challenge in the moment because literally (laughs) 
tomorrow is not promised. (laughs) It is not promised. And we are not supposed to worry about it. And I'm not running around talking about what I'm going to do today or tomorrow. I think of James chapter 4, verses 13 through and 14. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit, right? Verse 14 says, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. So what is your life? Even if it's... It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. And when you start uh, dealing with uh, major health issues, you realize what that vanishing away could potentially mean. So that's what I have to share. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, see, you... you, Go ahead. No, I have to ditto that. No, even if I didn't feel I needed to, it's truth. But I did know that because the other thing that was um, that happened a lot this year was I lost a lot of people, whether family or friends, and you know, in the mm-hmm. folks in the news. So death is becoming more and more clear. This vapor, yes. we know it's a vapor, yes. but it's becoming more and more clear particularly as we are all aging. You know, we're all aging. You don't have to be old to die. But the two together, they really cause for reflection. Reflection. Yes. It really does. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So we haven't mastered being able to be in the moment. We've shared that we have uh, appreciated being in the moment. We know how to somewhat approach being in the moment. But what would you share with our listening audience, um, ways in which you are able to leave your cares behind? Now, you mentioned First Peter 5 and 7, and it, it talks about casting all your anxiety, some versions that care, cares upon him because he cares for you. How do you leave your worries and your cares behind and remain present with God? What would you share with our listening audience? Well, two things. Um, There are many things, but two things, and, and I guess those many things are wrapped up in what I'm about to say to some degree. I'd like us to look uh-huh. again at First Peter 5. Uh-huh. I, I, I I will I soak myself in the word. You know, I find a Amen. first of all I have my, my my daily private devotional time with him and um I look for him to I ask, not just look, but I ask that he speak to me from the verses uh-huh. speak to me and to my life. And in doing that I look for what he's saying to me. And so Uh if he's saying to me, put on me, Zenobia, your cares Uh and your worries, your anxiety, because I care for you, then I'm going to sit there and I'm going to soak that in. If it's not, if it doesn't hit me, I'm going to wrestle with it. If it means coming back two or three times a day or four or five times a day, whatever it takes, come back to the passage and and find myself 
embroiled in that. And I just take him at mm-hmm. his word, whether I feel it or I don't. There was a time, and I can remember a situation where it just knocked me off my feet. But I did not give up calling on God. You cannot, that's what I want mm-hmm. to say, you cannot give up calling on God, no matter what you see. This is a walk of faith. Once you have asked God, be your personal Savior, to forgive your sin and to be your personal Savior, he has you. He sees you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he doesn't see you before you ask him to become your, his, um, your Savior, but when you do, you are his child. You are in the family of God. And you can bet that he is going to do exactly what he says he's going to do. If you don't see Amen. it happening, you have to, cannot mm-hmm. say, well, he's not showing up for me. No, you've got to trust it because, well, it looks like he's not doing something. He's doing it. Brothers and sisters, he, men and women, boys and girls, whomever is listening, he is working it out. Another uh-huh. verse, family problems, uh, relationship problems. Psalm 127, unless the Lord builds the house, Ooh, those we. who build it mm-hmm. labor in vain. Unless the yes. Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake. In vain. It is in yes. vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. So, I mean, oh. I sometimes still can't go to sleep over situations, but what do I do? I call on Jesus. Sometimes I get up uh-huh. and I read the Bible still, but many times I'll lay there and I'll pray. I'll pray for myself, I'll pray for someone else. Um, uh-huh. The Lord put someone on my heart. I'm praying for them, checking on them the next day. But just got to trust him. I mean, I, I don't know how to say it any different than that. Um, we walk by faith and not by sight. That's just that's just yes. the bottom line. Yes. That's, and that's how yes. I get through. That's how I get through. I used to be a very, um, before coming to the Lord, I used to be a very, uh, what's the word? Um, skeptical, very skeptical, and philosophical, uh-huh. philosophical, very philosophical. I found the answer, thought I was finding the answer to everything. Of course, they were, they, they were it was untruth, but uh-huh. I thought I was accomplishing something. When I came to Christ, I stopped trying to do any of that. So I am a, I come in childlike faith. I'm not trying mm. to boast about it. It's, I, I'm just the direct opposite. I used to ask mm-hmm. so many questions. With God, I ask, I'm not saying I never ask a question, but it's never from the point of, of um, doubt, from the point of doubt. Okay. I might, I might mm-hmm. ask him, but it's not that I'm doubting him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just take him by, by faith. I, that's so far. Praise the Lord so far, and it's been almost 50 years, but so far, (laughs) (laughs) so far, that hasn't failed me. He certainly hasn't failed me. He certainly hasn't failed me. And I want to make it very clear that I didn't just jump here. 
It was a step-by-step, a baby-step-by-baby step. And every time I took a step, God was there. And that encouraged me to take another step. And then he was there. He meets us where we are. My step and my journey is not Naja's step and journey, and nor is hers mine. Mm -hmm. And so God Mm -hmm. knows us individually. He knows you, listener, individually. And if you need to say to him, Lord, I want to believe, but I don't believe, that's okay. He'll meet you there. there. He will meet you there. And I was very, very suspicious, very skeptical when the person who shared Christ with me gave me the opportunity to receive him. My thought was, well, I've tried everything else. I might as well try this. People laughed at me when I told them I got saved because they said, what else, Zenobia? But I just got to oh. <laughs> And yeah. he was there. He, yeah. he didn't drop me like men drop me. I thought, you know, they have all these people saying they're going to do this, they're going to do that. Oh, it's probably going to be the same. Well, I found out different. Mm. Let me tell you, I found out much different. Amen. Wow. What a what a powerful testimony. Yes. Yeah. No, that is uh you can't say it any other way except for the way that you just said it and it came across very loud and clear. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, for me, uh it Yes, I, I, you know, worries, cares, uh, yes, I love First Peter 5 and 7. I do know how to cast my cares upon him. I have learned to not worry, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm living in the moment. I'm having to discipline myself in a different way to live in the moment. But one of the things that I have found is I have to put away the distractions, Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to put away the distractions and remain present with God. So I, about uh, 10 or 12 years ago, stopped watching TV. And so that cuts out a lot of uh, what I called uh, white noise for me. I had the TV on. Yeah. I didn't necessarily sit still for hours on end to watch a sitcom or a series or whatever. I remember when God told me to turn the TV, clear the clutter out of my life is what I heard from him, clear the clutter out of my life. And I'm not a hoarder. I'm not even near a hoarder. I have actually in my latter years have become a minimalist, but I didn't understand what the clutter was until I heard more clearly from him that he wanted me to to turn off the television and had become a distraction. And then I went back and assessed what that command was for me. I was turning the TV on in the mornings when I was still in the workforce to see what the news, and not the news, but the traffic was like. And then I would catch up on the, the daily news at the end of the day, 11 o'clock at night news. And so that was the clutter. I was waking up to the clutter, going to bed with the clutter. When I turned the television off and, and didn't convert from analog to digital, I learned that my mind was more clear. So what you take in comes out. So I wasn't engaged in a lot of frivolous and uh, meaning, uh, just, you know, just casual conversations at work. And But I do listen to the news, but the news doesn't come on until a certain time of the day. So that's one big, huge distraction. And then anything else that's going to divert my attention from having that quiet time with the Lord, time to pray, 
time to serve, time to minister, all those things. I have to discipline myself to to discard and to remove those distractions. And it's not it's not always easy. But that's what will lead me to and allow me to remain present with God is that I'm not constantly fighting those distractions. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yes. Well, Z, do you know that we are almost out of time? Can you believe that? (laughs) Can you believe it? (laughs) I do, because we just chat away. (laughs) We sure did. We did. But I, yes. I, I do want to I want to thank you so much uh, and and just know that you're always welcome to come on air with me anytime so we'll have to do this again sooner than later and thank you for all that you've shared it's it's just a, a blessing your words of wisdom uh, just who you are you've been a blessing in my life for for many years now and I just want our listening audience to be reminded that life is a gift from God. And God should be our focus, and we should always spend quality time with him. God wants us to live in the moment, and he blesses us every day, every single day. And with that, I want to say may God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. We'll talk again in a couple of weeks. God bless you. Thank you, Z. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone.